Okay, so um, so last week we began with a little bit of an introduction to the halachas of Avodah Hilchas Avodah So it's in Shulchan Aruch in Yerdeya, Kuf Lamed Tes is where it begins. In Kuf Lamed Tes. So last week, just to review, just uh, you know, a basic idea that we uh, that we saw is that the Shulchan Aruch begins these halachas discussing. Uh, the prohibition, not, not just to serve idols, but the prohibition of having any benefit from anything related to Havad And we saw from the Shulchan Aruch that there are four things, uh, categories, I guess you can say, that are within this Isser of Hano from Havad You have the Havad itself, the object, the idol itself. You have Noy Havad adornments, things that beautify the Havad let's say, uh, whether it be a necklace, uh, flowers that they would put on it, or stuff like that. Tashmishe of Adizar, Meshamshe of which means things that are used for its service. And I was like, if it has an altar, if it has a cup to pour wine, a shovel, uh, things like this, candles, um, that's a third category. And the fourth category is Takrevis of the actual carbon uh, sacrifice that they would uh, offer to the Vadizar itself. Those are the four things. Okay, we saw last week the difference between Avadizar made by Yid, made by a guy. We went into that in depth. Okay, so now up to uh, Sif Base. Okay, so the beginning of Sif Beis we also saw last week. It's a continuation of, of the first uh, Sif, but uh, we'll focus on the next part of it. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, Alil Shal Yisrael, again, Sif Beis and Kuf Lamates, Alil Shal Yisrael, if you have an Avedizar that's made by Yid, so Ein Labitl, it uh, cannot be nullified. Even if the Yid says, uh, you know, I don't believe in this Bab Maisa anymore, finished, to me it's not Avedizar. Uh, once he made it Avedizar, it can't be undone. But when it comes to a guy, or, or if it's not a Vedizar proper, it's the altars and, and Kalim for the Vedizar, the Noya, or the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the uh, jewelry and adornments of the Vedizar, Yid or a guy, that can be annulled. So if a guy has an Vedizar and he says, eh, this is a big baloney, you know, then it's no longer considered a Vedizar. Or if you have uh, flowers that were put on Avadizara, or jewelry that was put on Avadizara, and this, the people that did that, or anyone says, oh, yeah, that's above Misa. So then that jewelry is fine, you know, or if it's an altar, the same thing. That's why, by the way, there's a shot that the Pais can talk about of what happens if there was no like official like statement of this is this is above Misa. It's just that that's a religion that just no longer exists. So let's say uh, you know, uh, you go to like a museum or something. They have like totem poles and things like this. Or I don't, I don't, I don't know if anyone serves that stuff anymore. Even if they do, maybe you're talking about uh, one Michiganist somewhere. It's not considered to be like a religion anymore. So it could be that just automatically with time, that's considered bittel. It's just a nullify. No one ever went to that particular statue and said, "This is crazy. This is silly." But just bechlal, the belief of that system is, uh, you know. It's, it's ancient already, it doesn't exist anymore. So that also can be bittel. That's the halacha the Shavanah says. Okay, that's the halacha of bittel. So you have again, everything can be nullified except for the idol of a yid. That's the point of what the Shavanah says. Everything outside the idol of a yid mamish, the idol of a guy, or these other subcategories, can be nullified with one exception. Says the Shavanah at the end, the takruvasa, however, the, the a carbon, a sacrifice that's offered to a avadizara, ain la bittel, can never be nullified. Jew or guy, Jew or guy. So this last part is a chiddush. In other words, what the Shulchan Aruch is telling us is that if you have a guy that has an idol and he offers a sacrifice to that idol, right? 
the guy, if, if then the guy says, you know what, I regret this whole thing, this whole thing was mamish crazy, I lost my mind, it's mamish mishigas. The Avodah itself will become Batal. Avodah itself is now kosher, it's now mutter to have a no, it's no longer Avodah But the sacrifice that was offered to it will always be Aser. So we have an interesting phenomenon over here, is that the carbon that's offered to an Avodah is more chamor, is more serious, is more severe than the Avodah itself. Now this, this halacha, this idea that Avodah itself can be nullified, but the offering, the, the karbonis that are offered to the Avodah cannot be nullified. So this is based on Pesukim. Gemara Zan Avodah learned this out from Pesukim. Um, but the Mepharsh, the Achreinim deal with this is that it's counterintuitive. Again, if the Avodah you would think, if you have the Avodah proper, and a carbon that was offered to the Avodah like which one should be more chamer, which one is more disgusting, which one is more, uh, you know, deeply entrenched in idolatry, it's the idol itself. And yet somehow, paradoxically, the Avodah itself can be nullified. But the carbonus for the Avodah can't be nullified. So mad nazach. Okay, so, so if you look at the, at the Taz, again, it's in the Marmar Kaimis, but if you have the Shulchan Aruch, you can see it yourself inside. So the Taz in Sif Dal in, in Sif Kadin Dalad deals with this question of again why would the takrivis, why would the offering to the Vadizar be more chamer than the Vadizar itself? So first he gives us just the back background of the Psukim. The Takrivasa in Labitl. So the, the Taz says that the carbonus of an Avadizara cannot be nullified. They're always going to be Asr, even if the people that sacrificed it, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, change, you know, g- get to the truth and realize that it was ridiculous. The Chsiv, it says in Pasuk, the source of this is the Pasuk, says Zivchei Mesim, that carbonus brought for Avadizara, we learn out our Asr Bana, because the Pasuk describes it as Zivchei Mesim, offerings of the dead. Ma meis ain loibitel, and says the Gemara, just as someone that's dead is dead, finished. That is what it is. It's you, you can't undo that. So too, the offering of avodizar also cannot be undone. So that's the source of sukim. But again, the question that he's about to deal with is that again, it's counterintuitive. Why would the carbon of an avodizar be more chamer than the avodizar itself? So venerally hatam. So says the Taz, the following uh, approach. The tagrevis gara me atzmai, that the carbon is worse than the avodizar itself. Why? The noyav, or the uh, decorations for the zar. Why? Because the all lots of noyav, because the avodizar itself, tuluyan bishle musai. The avodizar itself is only significant if it's whole, if it's chashev. The kolzman shusholim, if it's complete, if it's whole, hupalachle. That's something that people would then, would then serve and, and take seriously. Uh, or, or jewelry also. Jewelry would only be considered jewelry for an Avadizara if it's considered you know, nice and beautiful. Avalim nifsal, but if this Avadizara were to become cracked, let's say the Avadizara is like, you know, uh, like the story with Avram Avinu, like the guy, go, you know, the hammer, you, you break, you break the, the, the head off. Then obviously no one's going to look at this as a chashav of a desire. Mashenkin betakrevis. However, when it comes to a carbon, I feel dover much in a chashav. Even if something is not chashav, a small insignificant thing, you could have someone bring a carbon of something that's of little value. Nimsad leipaki isra So therefore, bittel is not going to work. In other words, what the Taz seems to be understanding is is that the concept of bittel is that by being mavatlit, you're degrading its chashivas. So if I go to the totem pole and say, yeah, it's a bunch of baloney, that means that I degraded the value and the chashivas of this object. 
And so then, for Avodah proper, the only people that are going to consider it Avodah if it's like a certain level of Chashivas. But when it comes to Karbanis, even if I degrade the value of the object, even a degraded object and a thing of a little value can sometimes be sacrificed. So the, the Bittal is not going to have any significance with that. That seems to be the way the Taz is learning. But the, the, but the Maisa, the, when the Achorin talk about this Taz, it's, it's a big problem because Bittal as I described, is not saying that this object is not chashev. Bittal is saying is that the Avedizar itself, the very concept of idolatry, of this, of this being an idol, I don't believe in anymore. So it, it's one thing if Bittal was, this object is still, it's still, I still believe in this, I just don't think that this totem, that this uh, the piece of wood is, is uh, chashev enough. Okay, so then you're degrading the chashivas, but Bittal is more than that. Bittal is nullifying the deity itself. If you nullify the deity, and you nullify this thing as being a sacrifice to the deity, then the whole thing should, 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 uh, should undermine the entire Avadizara carbon process. So it still needs explanation of here why exactly would Avadizara be able to be nullified, but the carbon for Avadizara not. So there needs explanation. Okay, so there's a, a, a pshat that we find, again, in the Achreinim from the Marashal. Okay, this is going to touch upon a little bit of what we talked about last week, but we'll, we'll see. Again, you don't have this in front of you, unfortunately. Again, the copy machine is still making me crazy. But uh, it's on the chat, so you have the Marmokamis there if you see. So this is what the, the, the in Marmokam number three, this is a Marashal. Okay, one of the early Achreinim, the Marashal writes the following explanation. Again, why would Bittel work for Avadizara, but not work for a carbon for Avadizara? Hatam, so he says like this, the takroivis hu makriv lelohus atzmai. The, 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 the marashal makes the following point. He says that when people believe in Avadizara, they don't actually believe that, the, that this tree created the world. They don't believe that this rock created the world. It's, uh, that no, no one could believe in that. So what's the pshat in Avadizara? So he says Avadizara means that this piece of wood represents some deity that, uh, that they believe in. And the deity created the world, or the deity is in charge. Mm-hmm. But this object that's in front of them is simply a, a, a marshal. It's, it's something that, 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 that it, it, it's, a, it's a representation of that deity. So therefore, he says like this. When, when you're bringing a carbon for Vadizara, the carbon that you're bringing is to the deity itself, to that spiritual deity itself. Whereas the object that you're serving as a Vadizara is simply a, a dimmion, simply a... Uh, a, uh, a representation of the deity. Therefore, says the Marashal, when you're comparing the Avodah itself, that totem pole, versus a carbon that you're bringing to the, to, the, to the deity, the actual carbon is actually more severe because the carbon is being brought to the deity itself, to the spiritual deity itself. Whereas the totem pole is simply a representation, an object that you use to remind yourself that there is such a thing as a deity. But it's not, it, but it's not, inte- but it's not really connected to the deity. So the carbon, when a person brings a carbon to Avadizara, that carbon is deeply connected to the deity itself. This, that's who I'm bringing this carbon to. Whereas the totem pole, the piece of the rock, the piece of wood, whatever it is, that's not really connected to the deity. It's simply a representation of the deity. That's what the Marashal says. Atam, the carbon is being brought to the deity itself, the, the Elohos that they believe in. However, the object that they're serving, that they may be bowing down to, they're not really bowing down to that piece of wood. They're bowing down to the spiritual deity, 
And this piece of wood is simply a representation of that deity. But they don't really care about the piece of wood. That's, that's not really so chashev to them. So the deity itself, the, uh, the piece of wood itself, you could be mavatal. Whereas the carbon that they're sacrificing, this carbon was being sacrificed to the deity. So that's already something that has much more of a severe connection to Avadizara proper. That's what he says. He says, La fuke avadizara, however, the object that they bow down to, going psilim, like a piece of wood and so on, animal demyonis, those are just simply representations of the deity. They ain't mamashis, and there's no real mamashis, even they don't believe that there's any mamashis to it. So that's the chiddush of the marashal. So when you have a guy that's bowing down to, uh, to a stone, it's not, he doesn't really believe the stone is anything. The stone represents, in his mind, it's, uh, it represents something in heaven. He, uh, what, what am I supposed to do to the thing in heaven? So I bow down to this rock that in my mind represents that thing in heaven. But the rock itself, even to the server, even to the, to the, to the, to the guy, is just a rock. Sometimes he may have sculpted it himself. Right, right, he did it himself, like to represent, exactly, exactly. So the, stu- so the rock itself, he doesn't think it's so chashev. So he could be mavatalit, he could be mavatalit. But when you have a, huh? No, so the, the, the Chiddush the Marshal is that even though he only believes it as a representation, that's called Avadizara and it's Asr Ba'ana. But Lamaisa the Halachi is you could be Mavatal Avadizara because even in his belief, that's not, that, that was never the deity itself anyway. Whereas a, a sacrifice that I'm offering to Avadizara, I'm offering it to the actual deity. So the deity itself is much more connected to the sacrifice than it is to the rock. That's the Chiddush the Marshal. The problem is, is that we see in many places, like we talked about last week, is that it's not so simple. To say that the Ayvdeh of Adizara did not believe that there's any connection between the deity and the rock that they're bowing down to, and the rock is simply just a representation to what they believe, but the rock itself that they're bowing down to has really no inherent connection to the Elohus that they believe in is very difficult. I'll, I'll, I'll show you an example of this. In Maramukka number four, again, on the chat, there's a Rambam in Hilchas of Adizar. The details of this Rambam we'll see in a couple Seifim in Shulchan Aruch. But the Rambam talks about the following case. Let's say you, you, you chance upon an Avadizara, and on the Avadizara is, uh, is uh, clothing, uh, a wallet that's hanging on it, you know, nice kalim. So clearly someone put that stuff on it to adorn it, to make it look nice. So it says around like this. In Matzan Derech Bizayin, if you saw these things in a, as if someone just threw their, threw their jacket on it, you know what I mean? Like it's not really it's set up in a nice way. Then obviously the jacket's mutter because no one meant to adorn the Avadizar with their jacket. They just used it as a, as a hook. The Matzan Derech Kovit, however, if you go across an Avadizar and you see that it's like adorned and it's dressed up properly and nicely, then these things will be usher because that's considered to be adornments for Avadizar. So it's simple so far. But it says around like this, but when is that true that I just said? That's when you see that, that's when you find this on the Avadizara, the jacket or whatever it is, when it's on the outside of the temple. Whatever the temple was, on the outside. But if this, but this uh, jacket you find on the Avadizara when it's on the inside, the Avadizara on the inside of the temple, whether it's put on nicely or not, whether it's something that you would think would be a nice sacrifice or, or, or not, if it's found in, in association with the idol on the inside of the temple, then this object is going to be usher because it's, because it's obviously a sacrifice 
for Vadazar. What's wrong talking about inside, outside? So the Chazanish on this Rabbim explains that the way of the ancient Avid of the Zara was that there was actually always two idols. There was one, there was like an inner chamber with one idol, and a duplicate idol, exactly the same, a duplicate idol was on the outside. And, what, and, and explains the Chazanish in the following way. The Avodazar on the outside, the idol on the outside, that was simply just a representation of, of the deity. It, it didn't have any, uh, you know, it, it, they didn't believe it to have any like spiritual or divine power itself. That was a representation of the deity. Okay. But the Avodazar on the inside, that's the actual one that they served. And that was much more than just a representation. That was the deity itself. And so says the Rambam, that's why we find this di- distinction between stuff that you find on the idol outside versus the idol inside. The idol outside, that's just a representation. So then people would adorn it with nice things, but they wouldn't like bring offerings to that one. But the one on the inside, that was for offerings, and anything you find there, you have to assume it was used as an offering. So from this Rambam, and the way the Chazanish explains it, is that you see clearly, is that the ancient Ayyavdeva the Zara did not just believe that all of the Zaras were just a representation. Maybe that's true for the idol on the outside, but the idol in the temple that they would actually serve carbonist uh, for and two that wasn't just stam. Well, that they they believed that the de- like we talked about last week, like the shemas actoshim, right? That the deity itself somehow was fused and bound with that object. So although it might be true that that uh, the average uh, you know guy, if they have uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Christianity will get to Bez Hashem in, the halacha, in, in, in a few halachas from now with Christianity, but it's even true with, uh, with them as well. Uh, if a person has a cross, if a guy has a cross, many, there's a difference between types of crosses. Some crosses the, the guy will see simply as a representation of what they believe in, but doesn't have any mystical power by itself. Whereas, let's say, uh, crosses that you'll find in a cemetery or crosses in a Catholic church, so those, those are bonafide avodizaras because they don't believe that as just a representation of their religion. That's, they, believe, they, they believe those crosses to have mystical power and their deity is somehow bound and united with those crosses. That's why they have crosses in the cemetery to protect the souls of the people buried there. So it's not just like a representation like a, if, a, if a Catholic you know, just has a, a cross that they carry with them and they kiss it once in a while. That's just like, you know, you know, to, to remind themselves uh, of their amuna, you know what I mean? But, but that, it not, that, you wouldn't necessarily call that avodizara. Avodizara is when they actually believe the object has, has a power. So let's go back. So the, the, the question we started with was, is the following um, halacha. The avodizara proper, the halacha is, you can be mavatlet. You can be mavatlet. But the carbon for avodizara, you can't be mavatlet. It's counterintuitive. Why would the carbon be more severe than the Avodizar itself. So said the Marshal, very simple, because the Avodizar, they don't really believe the Avodizar is anything. The Avodizar is simply a representation of whatever they believe in. But the rock itself that they're bowing down to, they don't really believe in that. So you could be Mavatlet, it's less significant. But the carbon that they're offering, the carbon is being offered to the deity itself, so it's much more severe. But according to what we just saw in the Rambam with the Chazanish, that's simply not true. When, when Goyim would serve Avadizara, it's true maybe they would have some idols that were simply representations of what they believed in. But the main Avadizaras that they worshipped, they believed the deity was bound to that object. So then back to square one. If the carbon, which is just being sacrificed to the deity, is so severe that you can't undo it, then the object that is literally bound to the deity in their mind, so all, all the more so you can't undo it. So, so, th- so back to square one, why would a carbon 
be more chomer than the Avodah itself. Again, it's counterintuitive. If, if the Avodah you could undo, then the, the sacrifice to the Avodah you can't undo. Okay, so that's the question. Okay, so what I want to suggest, and I think, I, I think it's pretty, I think once you see some of the sources, I think it's pretty uh, a strong argument, is that there's, a, there's an entirely new element that you find with a sacrifice to Avodah Zarah completely different than the Avodah Zarah itself. Now let, let me explain. Um, is, there, is there a Chumash? Anyone uh, ask me a Chumash? Sorry. Perfect. So, okay, so it's like this. We were talking about like sacrifices for Avodah Zarah. So, um, it's a big, it's a big subject in in halacha. We'll, we'll, again, we'll get to this soon, Bez Hashem. In terms of what things could be classified as a carbon for avodah zarah, what things not, what services are significant in idolatry, what what services are not. If I let's say if you have an avodah zarah here, and I just decide that I want to do jumping jacks in service of the avodah zarah, that's not necessarily avodah zarah. You know, maybe if if uh, if let's say this. Avadizara is normally served with jumping jacks, and that would be a problem. But if I just have Mishagas in my head, I want to do jumping jacks, L'shem uh, Avadizara, that, that's, that's not a significant thing. So there are, there are sort of, um, so we have this idea that, that you have to always be uh, cognizant and aware of what service is normal for this deed, right? So I, the, the most famous example is like Baal Pa'ar, right? If you have another Zara and you decide that you want to use it as a toilet paper, right? So that's that would usually be fine, right? Because that I mean that's that's disgraceful for the Avodah which is fine. But if it's Baal Pa'ar, that's it's service. That's how it was served. So that's always one thing to keep in mind that there's an issue of when we talk about serving Avodah or sacrificing to Avodah it's it certainly includes anything that's the normal service for that thing. But then you also have services and Avodahs that are just that are that are considered to be avodas no matter what. So there's a pasuk in Parshas Shemais. This is what you'll see when I'm what I, why I'm talking about this in uh, in Sefer Shemais in Parshas in Parshas Mishpatim. It's Perachov Beis, Perachov Beis pasuk Yutas. So the pasuk says like this. Yeah, it's on the Marmukamis also. It's on uh, Marmukam number five. It says in pasuk Zeveach Lelehim Yacharam. Someone who 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 shechs, who slaughters an animal, for avodah yacharam should be killed. Tzchayv misa, bilti l'ashem levada, because sacrificing is something sac- outside, besides for Hashem, sacrificing to avodah is uh, not only forbidden, but it's chayv karis. So this pasuk is telling us, and so Kalav the Gemara uses that all karb- all avodah whether it's normal to sacrifice, you know, to to slaughter animals for them or not. You slaughter an animal for Avadizara, that's for sure considered an Avaida, and that's for sure Chayiv Misa. Seveach Lelehem Yacharam, someone who, who, who slaughters a car, an animal for Avadizara is killed. Bildi Lashem Avadai, except obviously if you're slaughtering for Hashem in the base of Megdash. That's the, that's the Pasuk. So it's like this. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Maramukha number six, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin at Samachim The Gemara picks up on, this, on those extra words that seems to be extra words. Okay, if you slaughter for an Avadizara, you get killed. Obviously, except when you're sacrificing for Hashem. Like, what, what, what do you need those extra words for? So says the Gemara Sanhedrin. From this Pasuk, I would only know that the standard Avaida that covers all Avadizaras, and no matter what, it's always Aser, it's always a problem, is Shechita. 
right, the slaughter. How do I know that the same applies to burning incense or pouring wine? That no matter what the Avaidah Zara is, whether it's normal for it, not normal for it, these Avaidahs of Shechita, which is the Pasuk, or even uh, incense and wine, are always Aser, Binayin. Tamaloimer built Hashem Lavadai. So the end, the end of the Pasuk is that you don't slaughter for Avaidah Zara, except for the Rabbanish Shlalem, indicating that anything that is normally done for the Rabbanish Shlalem, that's included in this prohibition. So you now let a Shecht to a carbon. And, and be, why? And it's because shechting is somehow related to karbanis in the base of the Mikdash. Uh, so anything related to avoiding the base of the Mikdash, that's going to be usher for karbanis. That's what the Gemara is saying. So that includes shechting, it includes uh, uh, tyrus, it includes wine, uh, everything that uh, is involved in the base of the Mikdash. That, it says the Gemara, Talmud Leimer, that's the Pasuk, Bilti Lashem Levadi. These are the words of the Gemara. Rikon kol havoides l'shem hamiyuchad. The Rabbanish Shloilam emptied out and, and sort of took all the avoides and designated it specifically for him. And if it's not for the Rabbani Shalom, it's now also for other things. That's a funny language that the Gemara is using. Again, that, you're not, that the Gemara says, again, that if you serve, if you shecht, or anything else for the Rabbani, for Avodah it's Aser, because all these Avodahs are designated for the Rabbani Shalom. The Ran over there explains as follows, based on the Gemara's drasha, this is what the Pasuk, this is how you have to touch the Pasuk. Which are usually done for the Rabbani Shloilam, Shechita, Zerika Saddam, Nisach HaMayim, Nisach HaYayin, all these things that are in Beis HaMikdash, the main point of the Pasuk is, they have to remain for the Rabbani Shloilam. And therefore, don't use those actions as services for any other god. Even if it's an Avaidah Zara that's not normally worshipped with Ketiris, Ketiris is for the Rabbani Shloilam. You use a Ketiris for any other service, that's steel. It's like, it's like taking an Avaidah from the Rabbani Shloilam and using it in another place. In other words, what this Gemara, and based on how the Ran is interpreting it, what, what, what the Gemara seems to be telling us is, is that the fundamental idea of sacrificing to an Avadizara has two major problems to it. Until now, we've been thinking, what's the, big, what's the problem of, serving to, uh, of sacrificing to an Avadizara? Avadizara, it's, it's, it's idol worship. <laughs> it's idol worship. There's an Aveir that's called idolatry. And one way to uh, violate idolatry is by sacrificing to an Avadizara. But this Gemara is telling us is that that's true. But there's a, there's a different side to the problem as well. Besides idolatry proper, you're also disgracing and kiviyachal stealing, or, 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 or kiviyachal say the words like cheating on the Rabbani Shalom by taking a service that's supposed to be for him and using it for another god. Bilti Lashem Levadai. By sacrificing to another god, not only are you serving that god, you're also taking something that was supposed to be, supposed to be uh, special and unique and dedicated for the Rabbani Shalom, and now you're disgracing that, and you're being mezalzam, being mechalo, uh, that avoida by using it for another service. Take a look at, in Marmok number 8, there's another Gemara, which, which also brings this point across. Gemara of Adizar, Dafnun Aleph, Amid Aleph. Am Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan said, Let's say, again, I'm, a person is, uh, is slaughtering a carbon for Avadizar, so that's a big problem. That's Chayiv Misa. But let's say the animal that he's slaughtering has a mumto, has a blemish. 
such a blemish that would not be acceptable in the Beis HaMikdash. So says the Gemara, If I sacrifice this carbon, this, this animal, which has a mum, for Avodah Shu Potter, I'm Potter. I'm not included in this Pasuk. I don't get punished for, for this Avera. Why? Shenemar, Zevech Lehem Yacharam, the Isser of serving of Adizar is only by those objects or those services that are can ponim, that, are, that, that theoretically could have been performed in the base of Migdash. So if it could be in the base of Migdash, and now are you doing it outside the base of Migdash, now you're Chayiv Misa. Again, so you can say Xer Sakasov, but to me the indication is as follows is that the severity of of serving of Adizar to the degree that your Chayiv Misa comes only if it's two if there's these two two issues. On the one hand, you're serving Avodizar, which is terrible, but on the other hand, you're 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 taking something that should have been dedicated and exclusive to Beis Amigdash, and are you using that in an outside way? It's a complete there's a completely different element of 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 Isser when it comes to a carbon for Avadizar more than Avadizar itself. Avadizar itself and believing in Avadizar, the ideology is terrible. But the service of Avadizar, Dafka, in such a way of using something and and, and, a, and a type of service which should have been meyuchid and and dedicated specific for the Rabbanish Lalam, and now you're taking that and using it in a in a in a in a profane way, that's even that's that's even more worse. In, in, let's let's deepen it. Let's deepen it. If you, the the in this pasuk, see parshas mishpatim that this pasuk is in. It's like if when you go through parshas mishpatim, it's very hard to sort of figure out a flow. There's like a million mitzvahs in parshas mishpatim, and it's like one after another, and it's hard to sort of piece it together. The Abarbanel in parshas mishpatim has a whole mahalach to explain the flow of all the mitzvahs that are mentioned in Parshas Mishpatim. And without going into the too much detail, but just to appreciate the context over here. Right before this, the, the few mitzvahs, before this halacha of slaughtering for Avodah Zarah, so it starts off like this, just to give a little background. The, it starts off talking about Kiyafata Ish Besula, a person that seduces a young girl to have a relationship with her. So then it talks about the punishment that the person gets. The next one is Machshef Loisichaya, that uh, a, a, a witch, someone who uh, is involved in, in black magic and so on, is also capital punishment. Kol Shaychev in Behema, someone who has a, a relationship with an animal, is capital punishment. And then it talks about slaughtering for Avadizar. What's the context over here? So says the, the Abar Benel, the Nikud is like this. That all of Parshas Mishpatim is modeled after the Sarsa Dibris, that's his Chiddush. It's modeled after the Sarsa Dibris, and it's taking particular commandments from the Sarsa Dibris and showing how those are more than just that simple Pasuk. There's a whole category of Leisirtzach, there's a category of Leisignav, there's a category of Shabbos, there's a category of Kabri Sevich And that's how he puts, he organizes Parshas Mishpatim, that these are not just random mitzvahs, each grouping of mitzvahs is, is part of the expanded category of the Sarsa Divers. Says the Abarbanel, all those mitzvahs that I just mentioned are all the expanded category of loisinaf, of not uh, ha- having a relationship with a nation's issue, with a married woman and stuff like that. He says as follows, the first one is a man seducing a young woman, okay, that's clearly loisinaf, that's an Arias thing. Uh, even witchcraft, he says, we'll see in a second, he says that the minig was that witchcraft was very closely related with Arias. It was one of the main ways to convince uh, susceptible people to have relationships that they were n- not really interested in because the guy or this person was uh, powerful because of witchcraft and stuff like that. 
so that, that was very much connected with Lysinov. Living with an animal is Lysinov. And says the Barbanel, see it inside, in Marmok number nine. The grouping before this category was the expanded version of Leisirtzach, of murder, okay, with all the halachas that came with that, okay? Like the, I'll give you an example, like the previous Pasuk was, if you find someone uh, breaking into your house at night, then you have the right to protect yourself by killing him, because he was going to kill you if need be. That's part of the expanded version of, Le, of Leisirtzach. And then the Pasuk moves on. Achrei... He says, After we went through the grouping of mitzvahs that are like sirtzach dik, or genevedik, zachar shagam bedibur leisinaf. So now moves on to the next one, which is leisinaf morality. Nichlu mitzvahs Other mitzvahs are, are contained. And says the Barbanel, this iser of sacrificing over the zara. What category in Asar Sidibris would you put it in? So you put it in. Uh, no, says the Barbanel, it's included in Leisinaf. In Leisinaf. What? Because sacrificing to the Zara, slaughtering to the Zara, Nikris Znos Veniev. That's called living with an Eshashes. That's called living with a married woman. It's a, it's a forbidden relationship. What was he talking about? What forbidden relationship is this? So one could suggest that what he's trying to say is what we're talking about in Halacha. The issue is, is that. Kviyachal, you're not being faithful to Rabbanu Shlom, and our relationship with Rabbanu Shlom is based on Karbanis and based on Migdash. You're taking that service, that that's a yichud. When we sacrifice to Rabbanu Shlom, that's our way of uniting with him. Kviyachal, it's dveikus. You're taking that and doing that with another avodizara. That's niyuf. Not only is that avodizara, you're, you're obviously you're 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 expressing the fact that you believe in something that's that you're not allowed to believe in. But you're also you're, you're also committing yourself to something. You're, you're, that inyan, which was supposed to be meyucha between the chassan and kal, the rabbanu shalom, and the, and the Jewish people, are now now you're using that for another relationship. That's that's bechin of leisinav. If you take a look at Marmokah number ten, also the rakeach, one of the rishayim, early rishayim. So he has a it's a difficult pirush on chumash. It's uh, he doesn't really explain much. He's sort of like gematrias and one liners. But on this pasuk, he talks about how. This idea of shechting uh, to the pasuk right before it is having a relationship with an animal. So he says like this: Kol living with an animal, and then immediately Says said uh, the Rakeach, what this tells you is that oivet of that someone who serves the is beskila gets the death penalty of skila kiroiva, just like living with an animal. Now this Rakeach needs explanation because. How we know that the type of misa that you get for serving with the zara is skila? There's an actual. It's 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 a pasuk mefurish. It's in Parsha Shaiftim. The pasuk says mefurish that kimatzah That if you find amongst your midst people that are serving with the zara, you take them out and you stone them. So you, you don't need this smichas, uh, this hekish, whatever it is, to tell you that you need skila. So what's the what's the rakech talking about? Like what's what's the point of here? So again, what you could, what, again, and that's not for sure, it's hard to know what the Rekech means to do over here, but one could definitely suggest that what he's trying to say is, again, at the very least he's drawing this connection, is that Zevech Lem Yachim, serving of the Zara, is somehow related to, uh, to an Arias Dekenyan. And so, that's the, so, so again, let, let's go back. We started with a question. How in the world would it be that the Avadizar proper could be nullified, but the sacrifice of Avadizar is more severe? How could the sacrifice to an Avadizar be more severe than the Avadizar itself? And the answer is, the Avadizar itself, the issue that it represents, that it embodies, is just the Avadizar. 
But the sacrifice to an Avodah Zarah embodies more than just Avodah Zarah. It embodies Avodah Zarah and it embodies Lysinov. It embodies also a, 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 a forbidden relationship, a, a relationship that you're forging, uh, like an like Ish that's uh, having a relationship with someone else. We're the Rabbanishim's Ish And instead of being with our Chassan, you're now taking that bond that you should have with the Chassan and having that bond with, uh, with a Freya Mensch. That's, that's, that's this Avodah Zarah. In a deeper way, now fine. That's what we see in halacha. That's my suggestion. Uh, in in a deeper way, to be mamik in this, Reb has a big klal in uh, you know it's a big klal by Reb in many many places, where he talks about this idea that there's two there's two roots to uh, all of the all of that which is evil. The entire construct of tumah is built on two foundations. Two Yetzaharas. There's two basic Yetzaharas. There's the Yetzahar of Taiva and the Yetzahar of Vodizar. That's And everything else is an offshoot, an expression. It all boils down to those two things. Uh, taiva and Avodizar. That's what it all boils down to. And even if you don't have Avodizar Mamish, ego is a replacement for Avodizar because if that's not the God, at least I'm, that I'm God, ego is also Avodizar Dick. But that's what all, all, all it boils down to. And in many places he explains this is Ace of Enishmol. Esav is the Yetzahara of idolatry. Again, as I said, I don't want to believe, I don't want to have God in control of me, so I'm going to make my own God. And lo and behold, he happens to think what I think. You know, just punk, it happens to work out like that. So, that, that, so Esav, that uh, anger, that caste, that ego, that's the Yetzahara of Adazara. Yishmol is the Avadazara of, uh, of Taiva. Para Adam, Yadav, this week's parasha. He's a, that's why... Um, Yishmol is a son of Avram Avinu. He's the Psylas. He's the negative side of Avram. Avram Avinu's chesed, giving, his kashos, connection to everyone. Avram Avinu is standing outside his tent, just wanting to be a car of the world. So the flip side of that is the guy standing outside his tent, also trying to be Makar of the world in a different way. So that's the Baltaiva. Mashenkein Esav is the son of Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the Avoida. Yitzchak Avinu is a carbon himself. And he, he's, he's, the Yitzchak Avinu is all about. Uh, accept me, Rabbanu Shalom, Kabbalah Shalom, Malchus Shemaim. And so Esav is the flip side of that, of I also accept the Kabbalah Shalom, Malchus Shemaim. happens to be, it's the God that I decide, uh, that I decide to, uh, to make God. That's, that's Esav and Yishmael. And therefore this, this Isser of shechting to an Avadah Zara, of serving Avadah Zara, it, it, it's so severe, it's so severe, because on a deeper level what's happening with this is that you are uniting the powers of Esav and Yishmol. That's why it's interesting, when, when the Pasuk describes the, the capital punishment that this guy gets, Zevech lehem yacharam. Yacharam is a funny word. Cherem, cherem is like, uh, we say the word cherem, is like, uh, uh, what's, what's that in English? Cherem is uh, ostracized or, or, you know, kicked it. Excommunication. Cherem. So the, the truth is the Gemara Maik Kodin says, that the reason why cherem means, like why is the word cherem means ostracized or excommunication. The word cherem comes from the word, there's a few interpretations. One interpretation is the word cherem is the same letters as ramach, which is the 248 limbs of a person. And when a person is put in excommunication, it's a curse and it sort of weakens every single one of their limbs. Okay, so the Pasuk over here is describing the chiv mis in such a way of yacharam, that every single limb of his Ramach Evarim is going to be uh, guilty of this, uh, have to bear the punishment of a Chi of Misa. I want to just say, Mais Yomas, I don't know, Yachar in such a way. The answer is it could be because this Avera of sacrificing of the Zara is that you are, you are by uniting these two Yetzaharas, Esav and Yishmol, you are building an entire infrastructure, a, a, a 248 limbs, you're, you're building in a complete system of impur impurity. 
most Averis fall under one of the two categories. And one of the two categories is not going to be the whole system. You're going to be connected to half the system. It's either Esav or Yishmael. Only in rare circumstances are you, could you do something that unites both. And when you do that, then, then automatically there's a, there's a, you know, when you build a full system of impurity, then all of a sudden, Zek comes and Neufel, then your entire system of holiness is sapped of energy. That's Yochram. That's why, you know, the, the original Aveira of, of Eitzadah, Tavira, was also one of those Aveiras that united Esav and Yishmol. Because the purpose of eating the tree was what? Was in order to be godlike. That's the Eitzar of Vodizara. But the Pasuk describes that when she ate it, or part of the, her intention of eating it, that it was enticing to the eye. So it was Taiva. So you see, in that one act, it was both the Yitzhahara of Avadzara and the Yitzhahara of Taiva. And that's why from that one Avera comes an entire infrastructure of Tuma. And so this person that's sacrificing to Avadzara, which is doing these two things, of both you know, solidifying his belief in Avadzara and also... Uh, you, know, uh, you know, sort of, uh, saying the words like cheating on the rabbinic in such a way as an ish going behind the chassan's back and living with another person, kiviachal. So that's that's also yacharam. You're building a ramach. You're building an entire infrastructure of tumah, and automatically that's going to destroy a person's life. That's what the that's the in this pasuk again. Going back, and that's that's I think a simple shot why takrayvis of a desire is going to be more severe than of a desire itself. Okay. Stop with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.